Hi and welcome to another episode of Pasha. My name is Godfrey Boafo. And I'm Inas Kosana. Thanks for joining us. Our guest is Shabir Madi, Professor of Vaccinology at the University of Witwatersrand in South Africa and Director of the Medical Research Council's Vaccine and Infectious Disease Unit. Madi is also South African Research Chair for Vaccine Preventable Diseases and the Co-Director of African Leadership in Vaccinology Expertise. He tells us more about the vaccine trial. So uh, the study that we embarked on in South Africa is uh, a vaccine that was developed at a Jenner Institute, which is linked to the University of Oxford. And it is what is known as a non-duplicating vector-based uh, vaccine. So the way this uh, study came about is I reached out to the University of Oxford, the principal investigator on that side, who I've known for over 20 years, to find out if there was any interest on their part to include South Africa as part of the clinical development of the vaccine. And the short answer was yes, provided that we were able to actually conduct the study on our own, including raise funding for the study. And this agreement with the University of Oxford uh, actually preceded a subsequent agreement that they've entered into with AstraZeneca, uh, which is a pharmaceutical company that uh, will be uh, developing the vaccine and manufacturing it, uh, should these uh, studies that are currently underway I showed that the vaccine actually is safe as well as protects against COVID-19. Why is South Africa working with Oxford University's Jenner Institute to be involved in the trials? So the main reason for doing the study in South Africa is the legacy of vaccines has previously shown uh, that vaccines aren't do not work similarly across all different populations. So if we are wanting to be one of the early adopters in terms of implementing uh, vaccination against COVID-19 as part of our immunization program, we really need to generate data from the local context. Uh, there's a number of past vaccines uh, which have been shown to be highly efficacious in high-income settings, but when those vaccines eventually are evaluated in low-middle-income settings, we find that the vaccine is much less efficacious and at times not efficacious at all. So if we are wanting to make informed decisions at an early stage as to whether these vaccines are going to be of benefit to people in South Africa or other settings such as South Africa, it's critical that we actually undertake the clinical evaluation of these vaccines uh, during the start of the entire program uh, rather than uh, at a later stage. By waiting for results from other studies and not pursuing vaccine trials, South Africa risks lagging behind. This has been the case with other vaccines, where there was a 5-20 to 20 year lag between life-saving vaccines being available in high-income countries compared to lower-income countries. This is largely because some countries aren't proactive enough in generating information about the safety and efficacy of vaccines at an early stage. How are participants chosen for the trial? So participation in this vaccine study is completely voluntary. Uh, during the Before we actually started the study, we had already sort of by word of mouth uh, made mention of the study in various uh, forums within places where we're actually enrolling participants from. Uh, so when participants come to hear the study, they come to our clinics. We have a sit down with them in terms of explaining what the study is all about, uh, what are the criteria to be able to enter into the study and what the expectations are of the volunteers. because. There's really uh, quite intense expectations of the volunteers in terms of being able to come for regular visits. And they obviously need to be agreeable that when they do participate in the study, if they do develop signs and symptoms suggestive of COVID-19, uh, that they would come forward to be investigating. Because that's critical for us to be able to determine 
whether this vaccine works against COVID-19 or not. So participants would come across, we would do a screening. In addition, we would also do some blood tests, which ensures that they don't have any sort of medical conditions that we would want to exclude from participating in a study. And if they are found to be eligible, then they randomly allocated to one of two groups. Half of the participants will receive the vaccine and half will receive the placebo. This is important for two reasons. The first is that it allows for robust data in terms of the safety profile of the vaccine. It's also critical to have a control group. The control group is given something that doesn't provide protection against COVID-19. Having the group helps to determine if the vaccine has any impact in protecting people or not. People have a long history of mistrusting vaccines and trials. Is there any reason people should be skeptical of this trial? So the global uh, arena of clinical research, in fact, tells us that less than 2.5% of all clinical trials in the world are actually done on the African continent, less than 2.5%, despite the African continent uh, having 1.3 billion of the 7.8 billion of the population. So in fact, if anything, there isn't enough clinical research being done on African continent to start off with, which has got a lot of repercussions in terms of the timing when these sort of interventions become available. And in fact, even in high-income countries, the reality is that right now what's happening in high-income countries is that there's a strong initiative to try to include more people of color and more people from minority groups into clinical trials. In the United States, in the United Kingdom, in Europe as an example, more than 90% of all participants in clinical trials are of Caucasian descent. So I think the narrative that people of color are being used as guinea pigs is fundamentally incorrect. In, if anything, uh, there isn't any adequate amount of clinical research being done in our context, which is absolutely essential if we are wanting to be better informed in terms of how these therapeutics, how vaccines actually, actually function. The short answer is no. The trial is not a case of African people being used as guinea pigs. Rather, it is a case of wanting to generate robust scientific data to make informed decisions about whether or not this vaccine and other possible future vaccines actually protect people in South Africa and the rest of the continent from COVID-19. What are the next steps for the trial? Right now, we're busy enrolling into a clinical trial. Uh, we've just reached the 200 mark out of the 2,000 participants that we're planning on enrolling, uh, but we expect over the next three to four weeks to have completed enrollment of the full complement of 2,000 uh, volunteers. Prof. Mari discussed how they would keep in touch with participants weekly to see if they're experiencing any signs or symptoms of COVID-19. If participants experience any signs or symptoms, they'll be tested. The end game of the study is twofold. The one is obviously to evaluate the safety of the vaccine, which is something that is ongoing on almost on a daily basis. But the second part of it is once we have about 42 individuals uh, that have developed COVID-19 at least about a month after they've received the first dose of either the vaccine or the placebo substance, uh, at that stage, we would be able to do an analysis uh, to determine whether the vaccine actually does protect against COVID-19 and specifically has more than uh, what we call 70-60% efficacy. That it means it reduces COVID-19 by at least 60% uh, in a vaccinated group compared to the placebo group. Uh, the timing as to when that would happen is largely dependent on uh, the rate of infection that's taking place. And unfortunately, in South Africa right now, there's a very high rate of infection taking place. And we project that we will probably be able to provide an answer as to whether this vaccine works and protects against COVID-19 by end of uh, November of this year. 
Uh, on the worst case scenario, that might take us uh, a bit longer, probably into the second quarter of next year. Uh, but that would be if the rate of transmission of COVID-19 actually decreases in a community, which is something that I hope for. But unfortunately, I have become less optimistic that that would be the case. But we should be cautious with our expectations. There's no guarantee that the trial will work. So I think while uh, it's really uh, sort of exciting to be involved in this sort of clinical development of the vaccine, at the same time, I think we need to be guarded uh, in terms of having over-expectations as to what the result of the study would be. Uh, the fact that we're embarking on a clinical trial doesn't mean that we're going to have a vaccine that's going to protect against COVID-19. Uh, the history of vaccines is that it's only about 10% of vaccines that go into clinical trials that would eventually be licensed for use because many vaccines eventually uh, end up showing that they do not protect against organisms that they're targeting or they might not necessarily be adequately, they wouldn't have an adequate safety profile. So right now there's more than 140, close on to 200 vaccines uh, that are being developed for COVID-19. And in a period of the next 12 to 18 months, if we are successful in even getting 5%, one out of every 20 of those vaccines, to be shown to be effective, to be safe as well as to protect against COVID-19, that would be a huge, huge accomplishment. Even though there's a huge amount of work around vaccines, currently the main tools available to protect people are non-pharmaceutical interventions. These are physical distancing, wearing of masks in public spaces, avoiding mass gatherings, and making sure you are in an adequately ventilated space. These are things that people need to focus on while clinical trials for vaccines and treatments are ongoing. The overall hope is that the trial will produce a vaccine that can help defend us against the coronavirus. Thanks for tuning in to this episode produced by Ozer Patel. From me, Gottfried Boafo. And from me, Inas Kosana. Bye for now.